Hello and welcome to the Despreneur Podcast. My name is Thomas Lornavichis, I'm the founder of Despreneur, and I'll be your host. In this show, I'll connect and talk with top designers, successful entrepreneurs, and tech visionaries. The goal of this podcast is to unlock your potential and help you build a successful business and live with purpose. Hello and welcome to Despreneur Podcast. My name is Thomas Lornavichis, I'm your host, and today I'm very excited to have Jane Portman. She's a UI and UX consultant, writer, and speaker. Jane recently published her third book called The UI Audit. Hello, Jane. How are you today? Hello, Thomas. I'm doing great, and thanks for having me. I'm thrilled. Awesome, awesome. Did I good? Uh, did I do a good introduction? Oh, amazing. Perfect. Great. So we just met online, I, I don't know, a couple of months ago, but uh, could you tell me more what, what you're doing recently, what you've been creating, and uh, what, what, what's the book about? All right. So my main place online is uibreakfast.com. So it's a consulting brand I built uh, throughout the last few years. And I've been doing solo consulting, helping SaaS founders build great products, doing UI UX design, and also tons of cool stuff like writing books. For example, the UI audit that just launched is my third one. I wrote one last year for Envision, which was called Fundamental UI Design. And my first one I launched three years ago to a list of 50 people. <laughs> and it was called Mastering App Presentation. So it, it's it's about a yearbook and it gets it's getting better. It's getting better. Also love to speak at conferences, write some nice articles, and I also have my own podcast. So I'm thrilled to be here and share some stuff with you guys. Awesome. Thank you for sharing this. Well, 50 people is, is quite a lot, I think. The, the first things that I was creating were just like my mom. My audience was my mom. <laughs> well, that's how it goes. But now you're prosperous. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for sharing this. And uh, you mentioned that you've been consulting for like ages. Well, I assume. And uh, can you tell me more what is consulting and what is actually productized consulting? Because many people are talking about productized consulting these days. Absolutely. So I've been in design for about 12 years by now. And the first eight years, I climbed the career ladder in an agency up to being a creative director. Then I had my first son and kind of realized that I want to go solo because all this, you know, managerial load, it's really, really very exhausting. And I just wanted to do my best work and not to be dependent on a huge team or something like that. So I spent a bit of time at Odesk. And after that, I realized that's like way to nowhere, really. And I've read a ton of business books. And um, I realized that the answer is to call myself a consultant, even though the actual work I'm doing is still design work with a lot of hands-on components. Um, you know, the strategic component is still very important. And that's exactly where you have the opportunity to anchor to the business value. And that's the way to charge high rates and actually win like amazing clients so i did that and uh, but after some time i realized that uh it's gonna be great to package up some of the services in you know fixed price packages and at that time it was a pretty trendy wave uh, called productized consulting and i was lucky enough to become one of the early adopters uh, if you know Brennan Dunn and his stuff, um, he has a large audience of freelancers and um, he was one of my early clients and I was like cited in different articles about productized consulting and my first product was called Correlation. It was monthly creative direction for software companies priced around, let's say, $1,500 per month. 
which was a great way to tie up design work with some strategy stuff for SaaS companies. Wow, that's that's brilliant. And is there any strategy or technique or even like a school that you can go to and get this certificate that you are a consultant or you can just call yourself consultant and do the same job? Absolutely, that's exactly how it works. But I think the important part is to to start positioning yourself in a different way. So you're essentially performing the same work, but you need to start positioning yourself like a high-value business person. So most importantly, you need to revamp your site and write long-form sales copy about how awesome you are and how beneficial it's going to be for the person to hire you and how exactly you can help their business. And the biggest mistake I see uh, in designers make is trying to focus around themselves, around their creativity, around their cool skills. But, you know, nobody really cares about your skills that much. Uh, They mostly care about your business, their business. And, you know, you're just a small cog. After realizing that, everything is going to be much easier. Thank you for telling me that no one cares about me. (laughs) No, (laughs) no one cares about myself too. That's that's exactly that's exactly what what people should uh, at least like designers what how they should sell themselves, not like an asset to to themselves but to a company to, to increase like conversions or or sales or whatever. So you talk about uh, a lot about like perception, right? About positioning and you position yourself differently. Why is it good for designers to really level up the perceived value of their services? Because uh, otherwise, it's a way like to oblivion. You know, if you don't position, if you don't fight for yourself, and if you don't position yourself with high value, you're gonna find yourself in a competition with numerous designers all over the world. Uh, some of them charging very low rates, and some of them charging like three dollars per hour in Odesk, and that's not the way you're gonna do your business really yeah absolutely i see all of these portfolios well i i didn't have my own portfolio for a long time and once i go for just like portfolio inspiration or just checking out my my friends what they're doing i go there on and on the landing page they say i'm a ux ui designer i'm creating beautiful beautiful aesthetic websites and it's it's most on on most of the websites or portfolios you can go there and the message is the same it's just like i'm doing design that's it so how do you define your offering that is actually appealing to your customers, potential clients? So in order to write a very good sales page, you need to focus on a certain, you need to choose an audience first. Well, that's like crucial for any kind of offering. You need to choose your audience and figure out what pains are related to what you do. For UI UX design, the perfect pains for SaaS company. So I decided to niche down on SaaS companies and web applications, let's say. And let's see what problems they might be experiencing on a day-to-day basis that are related to your craft. I found that the hardest problems for people uh, doing uh, doing SaaS are churn, which is people you know canceling their subscriptions because they're not happy with the product, and high support volumes when people keep you know saying, "Oh wait, how can I do this? Where can I find that?" Um, and that can be solved with design. So in the beginning of the sales page, we always want to actualize those pains, colorfully describe them. Then we want to like describe the dream situation. What would happen if all these pains were solved instantly? Then you introduce your fix where you describe your services, your process, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. 
yeah it, it totally makes sense and and at least for for myself when i'm when i'm launching my own projects i find it kind of difficult to really narrow down my my audience and then speak to them not to just everyone so any tips in in like really just like polishing your copy and and appealing to the to the right target audience Okay, so I guess the, there are two parts. First is actually choosing your audience. And I know it's pretty scary to niche down on a certain type of client. It really helps to remember your favorite free clients, let's say, and look what exact types of businesses are they. Are they e-commerce companies? Are they, let's say, uh, you know, SaaS companies? Uh, are they hardware companies? Maybe there is something in common. Also look for some common traits if they're uh, smaller companies or do you like to work for enterprise? And uh, usually there is like an inclination towards them. Uh, and also listen to your heart. Sometimes uh, it's better to work with people you really like and respect just because it's going to be better if you work for um, people that you enjoy talking to. So you need to know them. They need to be able to pay you and uh, niche down a certain business type. That's about focusing on an audience. And about pers uh, writing pers persuasive uh, sales copy, I found really helpful resources by uh, copyhackers.com by Joanna Weeb. She has like a bunch of books, um, uh, small books dedicated to different aspe aspects of copywriting. And it all starts with like a valid proposition, then goes pain, dream, fix that I just mentioned. It's a common pattern. You'll find a lot of other people teaching uh, similar things. But it was, uh, I think, three years ago that my friend told me, like, Jane, your sales copy is really bad. I'm like, why? It says exactly what it should. And he said, no, you should really, really talk to your customer, provide a single call to action in the end. And that's well, all my like journey started to uh, this uh, advanced uh, copywriting online. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I love it. And are there any other tools or like techniques that you use in your business? Because as I understand, if you are a designer, you most of the time you just want to design, but there are, there are so many other like skills you need to master, like selling yourself, you know, business plan and uh, making persuasive copy. What are the other, are there like tools that you use in your business? Yes, absolutely. And it's interesting why you're asking this question because you're doing absolutely the same awesome things that you need to be doing. <laughs> All kinds of um, promotion, writing, etc., etc. So productized consulting by itself, it's a perfect sales tool, but it doesn't, uh, doesn't make people come to you by itself. So it doesn't solve marketing problems automatically. So everything, all the marketing uh, activities that you have to do um, are still valid. So the basic uh, line uh, that you have to do for marketing is, uh, you know, have a nice, uh, solid website, have some kind of freebie, um, a cheat sheet or maybe a free course to capture your visitors. And then you have to do some kind of, you know, promotional activities, reach out to people, do some uh, guest blog posting or, or just write your own blog and hope that people will come to you. So all these kinds of activities, they're still valid. And, you know, it's, it takes like 30, 40 percent of, of your time. And it's normal because uh, that's uh, how you build your authority and it doesn't come for free and it doesn't come without work, unfortunately. <laughs> Thank you for sharing all of these techniques. I'm going to copy everything now. No, you're already doing mm. all these. Your site is full of lead magnets. <laughs> <laughs> it's overloaded, actually, I think, too much. 
anyway you were you were mentioning uh becoming like an expert right and at the beginning you were talking about like productized services packaging things and is this why you're creating these books and why it's it's is is it a good uh, strategy for designers to to look at um i don't think I'm creating books specifically for authority. Uh, I think I'm slowly moving towards actually making money with them <laughs> because, uh, you know, um, it's it's really tough to make product money uh, with um, as compared to consulting because there you can just get like thousands of dollars per day and here you have to work for half a year and swap it for like 5K after the launch if you're very lucky uh, because it just takes so much effort for people to, to make people buy virtually anything online. That's the rule of conversion, you know. You have to bring in 100 people and two of them will probably buy your stuff. So it's not exactly that I'm doing it for authority and not exactly I'm doing it for money, uh, but I think the primary goal here is to help people and spread your knowledge so it's kind of a big grand goal that um, results in many, many good things like making friends, gaining clients, also uh, selling stuff. It's all like a big ecosystem and it's great to build it around yourself, but it takes time. Yeah, so it's just a byproduct, right, to become an expert because you're already doing what you like and you become better and better and better at it. And of course, like, as you say, your work spreads and then people start following you. So it's inevitable to become an expert. Exactly. I think the key here is to teach and uh, you can teach uh, peers like yourself or you can teach people like your clients. So I prefer to do the second part. But, you know, you don't have to have like exceptional expert qualities to teach. Actually, you can spread like mm, because content creation is a very uh, time consuming thing and takes effort. And let's say a thousand people know something and maybe three of them set out to actually shape some, um, you know, teaching materials online. And that, that makes them stand out so much um, by itself. Because there is another 10,000 people, you know, knowing nothing and they will be really benefiting from your articles, let's say. Yeah, I, I totally agree that it's so time consuming and not many people will step up. But don't you think there is also like under, an underlying fear of rejection, of being criticized and actually fear of doing something wrong? Because, okay, you kind of know this stuff, let's say design, and then it posts something and then it turns out it's totally completely wrong. And, and then people <laughs> bombard you on Twitter and on, on Facebook writing you don't know anything so how do you overcome these fears and uh what are how did you like decided to teach great question well you still kind of battle these fears from day to day but um you know internet is a very forgiving place and the more you do that the more you, you kind of realize that nobody's gonna scrutinize your article in order to prove that you're like fraud more likely, they're going to inspect your article and try to find something useful for themselves. And more or less, even if you're concerned that your writing is not advanced enough, there's still going to be thousands of people who are less advanced than yourself and that these people are going to find it useful. Even teaching peers the same thing that they know can be great uh, just because it helps, you know, sort people, uh, sort things um, onto like shelves inside your mind. Um, you don't necessarily have to be an expert. Actually, teaching and having expertise are completely different types of skill sets. Yeah, that's, that's completely true. And uh, 
And you don't have to be a teacher, as you, as you said, to teach. And uh, starting a blog takes like probably an hour and then you can put up your first blog post in a couple of hours. And as you say, not many people are going to, to actually take that step and to sacrifice and to really start doing things. Besides like writing and teaching, what are the things like or skills that people should acquire when, when starting their consulting business? Okay, so writing, teaching, let's see. Um... I think there is always a political game going on, you know, getting inside the mind of a client, positioning yourself during client interviews. I think it's it's kind of the art of business conversation. So try and read some materials on how to interview people properly, how to ask questions about the business so that you can, you know, become a wise consultant, become a wise person and um, be confident and at the same time be compromising and forgiving enough to have like a collaborative environment while you work but i don't have i don't have a good recipe for that other than practicing so <laughs> try to go out find yourself some clients and for productized consulting it's exceptionally uh, practical to give your offering for free or for 50% off, I like 50% off better, to your friends or clients so you can kind of test run the format and, you know, streamline the process of how you're going to perform your service before it goes live for 100% of the price. And you can get raving reviews to put in your sales page. There you go. Exact process. <laughs> um, let's talk more about your, your recent book. What's the story behind it? So last year, um, I had a very busy spring which was full of monthly recurring productized consulting and I also wrote a book for Envision and took up like a really awesome big project and burned out as a result. <laughs> so I seized my monthly productized consulting and actually had a break in consulting for um, half a year or even more and I decided to focus on products. So my goal was to write a book that would substitute my expensive consulting work and people can really take the book for 50 or $100 and uh, do the same things uh, with their web app, really improve it. Uh, so the goal was not to hook them up on my consulting work, but rather to help them um, as a standalone self-sufficient product. So I set out uh, to write a book called The UI Audit. I researched uh, research the audience of SaaS founders, tried to figure out even better. Like I knew the audience very well, but I tried to figure out exactly what pains were. And I found that people don't really worry about uh, design that much because they have so many other problems to think about, which is like billing, sales, I don't know. Uh, making sure servers run well. <laughs> and uh, the best format for that was not an expensive course, but rather a low commitment book. So I set out to do that, interviewed founders. And a really awesome way to put together the material for the book was launching a consulting offering called um, Custom UI Audit, which essentially helped me to gather material for the book and polish the process. So I applied the, my own method for my own clients polished it even more and described it afterwards in the book. It was really an exciting and interesting process and it was very beneficial for both the clients and the ultimate readers. I'm really proud how the book turned out. <laughs> Fantastic. I, I wanted to ask like more about the process, but you actually just revealed it that you did this consulting 
like specific program and then you actually figured out all the questions and all the things that you need to write in the book i think that's brilliant it's pretty awesome too because when you try when you frame your offering and you do the same thing over and over again you see the repeating patterns both in people's behavior so that you can polish the format of the offering and you also see see the repeated patterns in the you know work itself you see the common mistakes people make and you really polish your skills much better as opposed to like a huge variety of projects you do like all around the place logos here like websites here mobile apps here so focusing on a single type of work is great as well as focusing on a single type of client that's cool i'm, I'm very curious what did you learn from the first two book launches for the for the third one and how you did things differently when you launched the the ui audit I think the most important thing is having an audience, having an email list and building start to building it to build it as early as possible. So it's a really great method to launch a free email course which is closely related to the book and as early as possible. You do this like half year before or like three months in advance to collect uh, email addresses, not just like you know, collect email addresses of people who are interested, but really to make an attractive lead magnet for people to do that. Also, great thing was running pre-orders. I've been collecting pre-orders for about half a year. So by the moment of the launch, I knew that a certain amount of money is already in my pocket and it's not going to be an entire flop. All the cards are going to be charged and I'm going to have like at least this amount of cash of people who already pre-ordered. And um, what else? And the the last technique I really enjoyed this time was recording audio interviews with the founders, transcribing them and using them to populate and enrich the book with quotes and material. Because if you just include audio or video interviews in the book in the premium tier, that's amazing, but it's like bulk of audio video stuff, which is not edible. But if you transcribe that, it's going to be a really awesome way for yourself to reread your content and to pick like the most brilliant pieces of it and put it in the book. Awesome, awesome. That's that's a brilliant process. And I think it really makes sense to, to look over and over again through your material and as you say, transcribe it. And how long did it actually take it from the, from the beginning, from the idea until the, the final production? Because many people imagine, oh, oh my God, it's going to take two years to produce this book and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> I had a lot of stuff happening along the way, so it took me probably around half a year, but the actual process is much faster. What's harder is to put yourself together to actually do it, like around the last mile or something. There is a really awesome book by Nathan Berry, it's called Authority, and I highly recommend it to anyone who's writing the book. I used it for, for my first one um, as a guide. And um, he recommends just sitting down and writing a thousand words uh, per day. And if you're in good writing mode, you can really like crank out the body of the book in two weeks. Even though, you know, having the body of the book is just a small win. It's like 30% of the whole success. But, you know, having the body of the book makes you confident that you're already capable of it. Like you shipped something. Now you have to edit it, do a bunch of other stuff in marketing. But you already, you know... You have something to show people. So it's not that hard, but, well, it's not that easy, I guess. <laughs> um, a good technique is to um, write down your outline and kind of stick to it so that you don't keep polishing it until perfection. 
any fresh ideas that come to mind you can include into your next books or something like that. Otherwise, you're going to end up with a huge mammoth of content, which you keep improving for five years. And that's not a good way to do things. Yeah, I can, I can totally relate to that. When I, when I was writing my book, <laughs> the first couple of pages were, oh, that's easy. You know, every day I'm, I'm waking up, I'm writing this book, amazing. And then after you wrote like five, 6,000 words, you're just like, nope, I'm not writing this anymore. And like just forcing myself just to write like a page a day, the ultimate goal, just a page a day. And then, then the day is success. So. So it seems it seems simple, just one thousand words, but it, it's it's not as simple as it sounds. Absolutely, and to give our listeners an idea, like the book doesn't have to be forty thousand words. A decent business book, if it ha- if it's high value, it's gonna be totally alright. If it is, uh, let's say, twelve or fifteen thousand words. Moreover, people do appreciate like brief, no fluff books. It's much better to have it like short and concise and value packed. All right, so let's let's talk about your. Your latest book and actually main key takeaways from the UI audits. Right, great. <laughs> so I'm teaching people to approach um, your product from a strategic standpoint. Um, it all starts with product strategy, which is um, choosing an audience, unsurprisingly, focusing on their key goals the tasks that they um, are doing every day that when they log into your app and the objects they manage when they log into your app. And um, then we try to simplify and streamline your app uh, based on these principles. So there are a few awesome chapters dedicated to simplifying navigation, uh, building dashboards, making sure that you actually need one. And then uh, we kind of go through each screen and try to make sure that each screen has uh, all the uh, successful things in it, that it has like a big title, that it's simple enough, it has a single content list, etc., etc. And uh, I've got different kinds of feedback, but some like I wrote it exactly for SaaS founders. It's really uh, helpful to fi- uh, to write a book when you're addressing certain persona. So this book is addressed to a SaaS founder, even though the knowledge is totally applicable to UX designers, products, strategists, whoever. Uh, so uh, some founders really rave about it and say it's like a third founder uh, teaching how to take design decisions, how to deal with new features, etc., etc. Because sometimes people are just doing stuff in the dark. They don't know whether they're doing the right thing in terms of design. So the goal was to give people some guidance in that regard. And um, hopefully I succeeded in that. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. Where, where, where can people buy it? All right, so the book's sales page is um, uibreakfast.com slash audit. And there is a free chapter on product strategy and a free set of worksheets on product strategy that you can download for free. And for our dear listeners, I prepared a special code. It's uh, DESPRINTER20, and you can use it to get $20 off any book package when you buy it. Amazing. Thank you very much. Feels like Christmas today. All right. <laughs> it's <Wow>. not free. <laughs> Thank you. Well, it's it's still a big cutoff. For 20 bucks, you can probably get a, a good burger and, and, and a beer on a Friday night, probably. Yes, I can grab beer and read my book. That's going to be amazing. <laughs> Just a lot of coffee and croissants on Sunday morning and then reading your book. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you very much for this. Uh, it's very generous. So I'm, I'm very sensitive for, for your time. Is there anything you would like to, to say to wrap this up? 
Oh, I just want to say to our listeners that don't be afraid to put out your work online, start promoting yourself. And even if you're not freelancing yet, even if you work for someone, it's never too early to start putting out your content and start building your list because, you know, the social capital you have, the audience and the friends are the best thing you can have ever. And it takes years to build. So start early. That's perfect encouragement. I wish I heard this <laughs> like last year. <laughs> no, it's, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, I totally, totally agree with you. And you gotta guys keep building and keep keep hustling, creating and, and putting stuff out. So thank you very much for your time today. And where can people find you? Uh, UIBreakfast.com, obviously. Absolutely. What's, what's your hand? What's your handle on Twitter, Facebook, or you, do you use Snapchat? Are you one of these fancy kids out there? <laughs> no, no, I'm I'm a lot uh, on Twitter. It's UIBreakfast, unsurprisingly. But the best place to find me online is yourbreakfast.com. I have a podcast. You can check it out there. There is a ton of free courses and other interesting stuff. So welcome anytime. Beautiful. Thank you very much again. And I would like to really acknowledge and, and thank you for, for your perfect job and brilliant actually work putting out there and teaching others. And you inspire me when I check your stuff. And I, I met you online, just online yet. Uh, just quite recently but i checked your work and i can i can really feel that you're putting out a lot of knowledge and you put it out with a lot of value so people can actually take something home so thank you for for doing your work and thank you for coming on the show thank you thomas for having me it was great all right speak to you on the, on the next episode sometime bye there you have it thank you very much for joining me today in this episode i hope you enjoyed and learned from it as much as i did Thank you for today's guest. Please make sure to go to Despreneur, subscribe to the email list to get updates about the upcoming episodes and inspiring stories from design, technology, and entrepreneurship fields. Subscribe to the Despreneur podcast on the iTunes and please leave an honest review. It really helps me to understand how I can improve and serve you better. It also helps other people to discover this podcast. I appreciate your time and feedback. Please let me know if you have any questions or suggestions. You can reach me on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. I love connecting with you. Thanks again, and bye until the next time.